0: this festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Takovas is your stop before attending your next concert. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the fifth thing. So excited that so many of you join us for this bonus episode to the Four Things podcast, where I go over emails or notes that you have sent in to me. And sometimes I'm answering a question, but sometimes I'm just straight up reading whatever you sent in because I think that it'll be encouragement to somebody else that is listening. So I just want to say in the beginning, thank you to everybody that reaches out because it's not lost on me that it takes a lot to take time out of your day and get out your computer or your phone and then find the email, and then send me a note, which the email, by the way, is four things with Amy brown at gmail.com, in case you didn't know it. My Instagram is at Radio Amy. Sometimes I pull DMs from there, but I love being able to hear from each of you and connect with you in that way. And then you never know when your note might pop up on a fifth thing episode. But I do always start Tuesday shows off with a quote, and today's is from the good quote, Now, it's just something I think they pulled from another account called Fairies Forum, but it caught my eye and it said, did you heal or did you just force yourself to forget? And I thought I would just share that simple quote that question, something for you to maybe spend some time with, meditate on. I mean, sometimes we don't realize why we're acting the way that we're acting. And if we dig a little deeper and do some work while we maybe have done our best to forget whatever it is that happened to us that really hurt us, maybe we didn't really heal from it. And that's what continues to pop up over and over again, but in different ways. Like you maybe think you buried it, it's long gone, it doesn't matter, you forgot about it, but your mind... Your body, it has not forgotten about it. So it might be popping up in other ways. So I'll just say it again one more time so you can spend some time with this. Did you heal or did you just force yourself to forget? All right, the first email or note I'm gonna get into, actually this is from Susan and she sent me a DM on Instagram and here is what Susan had to ask. Hey Amy, I just finished listening to your latest four things, it was great. Lots of insightful info with Kat and I'm so glad you have some great tools and people to work with. I do have two questions about the episode. Can you list all of the simple pleasures that you went over? I caught a few, they're good, but I didn't catch them all. Also, how do I rate and review the podcast? I'm listening through the iHeart app and I subscribe to all of yours. They're great. The Bobby Bone Show, Bobby Cast, Mike D's, and sometimes the Sore Losers. Do I have to go to a special site? Thanks, Susan. All right, Susan, I don't even know for sure if Kat and I got through all 10 of the simple pleasures that I wanted to go over because we just had so much conversation between each thing that we ended up talking for almost an hour. And again, if you listen to last Thursday's episode, you know, in the beginning, I was like, this was supposed to be one thing. But Kat and I had so much fun with it. It ended up being, well, one thing, but I didn't get to the three other things on the Four Things Podcast. So I will list the 10 things just quickly right now so you can hear what they came up with in this survey. It was a survey that was done to determine America's favorite simple pleasures. And they ranked them 10 to one. And here we go. In at number 10, match on a dating site. Number nine, home cooking. Number eight, wearing an outfit that makes you feel good. Seven, seeing flowers and trees blossom. Six, spotting a species of bird that you've never seen before. I feel that one. Five, doing exercise. Four, finishing a really good book. Three, watching your favorite movie. Two, a nice dinner. And at number one, listening to your favorite songs. So there you go. Hope that helps you out, Susan. And I'm sure a lot of other people had a similar questions so that I would just read those off. Those are America's favorite simple pleasures according to a recent survey that was done. And Susan, as for your note about reviewing and rating the podcast on iHeart, you don't do it there. You can do it through your podcast app if you want to on Apple or iTunes. If you have an iPhone, it has a little podcast app and you can go subscribe, rate and review there as well. Which Houston, shout out my producer of this podcast, he just told me that if you have the newest iOS downloaded, then it no longer says you know, subscribe and it's no longer like in your face. You have to hit a follow button, which is now in the upper right-hand corner. So hopefully that'll be easy for you to figure out, Susan, but you can go follow along there and then you can rate and review as you please or as you see fit. And then Houston also told me if you have the new iOS download, Podcast episodes are now being loaded the oldest episode first, but there is a way you can go in there and switch that. That way, new episodes will be at the top if that makes sense. All right, let's get to the next email, which is from Stephanie. Now, before I read what Stephanie had to write, I am sharing this email because I want to encourage each of you to get with your family members. If you know that your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, your aunt, your uncle, whomever, your sister has an amazing recipe and only they know it, only they know how to make this and you rely on them solely to do it, I just want to make sure that they have it written down somewhere before it's too late. And this is coming from a daughter who I've I've lost both my parents. I don't have any grandparents left, but both my parents had some pretty good recipes that were their own that they kind of knew. Even when my mom died, my sister and I were freaking out that we didn't have her cheesecake recipe anywhere because my mom just kind of knew it by heart. She didn't feel like she needed it written down. Then luckily my aunt found it in one of her old cookbooks, like a handwritten thing that my mom had done for her. And it's like, phew, okay, we've got Judy's cheesecake recipe. But my dad, he always wanted a cookbook but he never really put everything together. He just kind of put together the idea of like each dish he would like to have of his in the cookbook. And he has what you need, but he didn't put any of the measurements of what you need. Because again, he was someone that cooked to taste and he would kind of, you know, make it and then take a bite and be like, oh, I'm going to add a dash of this and a dash of that. Well, he never took the time to actually measure everything out. So here's the deal. If my sister and I decide to, and my half brother and half sister, decide to do a little cookbook in honor of my dad, like we're gonna have to do a lot of testing in the kitchen to make sure that everything is right because my dad never got around to doing all the little details that go into actually providing someone with a legit recipe that they could recreate and it'll still taste as good. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so that's just my encouragement to you. Reach out to people. If you have something that they make that you love, make sure you have got it in writing. So that way, you know, you've got it to honor them. Once they do pass on, you can still make their amazing food. So this email is from Stephanie. Hey, I don't have a question, but I wanted to share something with you. I was listening to the live with you and Mary, but I wasn't listening to it actually live. I listened to it later. And my father-in-law, Gary, passed away unexpectedly when he was 62. He loved to cook and was amazing. He would make wonderful Sunday dinners. And one year for our wedding anniversary, I had a cookbook made for my husband. I converted all of Gary's handwritten recipes to electronic files. And I added pictures of him and a Bible verse that was read at his funeral. My husband loved the gift. After that, my sister-in-laws also used the file to gift it to their husbands too. I made one for my mother-in-law and had a picture of their four boys on the cover. It's a great keepsake and you'll be so happy to have it. I'm very sorry for your loss. At times, there are just no words that can console the heart. Please know that I have included your father and your family in my prayers. Your friend, Stephanie. All right, Stephanie, thank you so much for this note and the amazing gift idea for other listeners. So that is something that maybe they could do if they have a loved one and their anniversary or birthday or whatever is coming up, a Christmas present, you could, if you're listening, maybe compile some fun recipes from that person's life and make them a little cookbook. Convert the handwritten into you know files, electronic files like she did. And then voila, other people in your family also might benefit from the gift and may be able to gift it to their loved ones as well. So very cool, Stephanie. Thank you so much for this encouragement and suggestion. All right, next email is from Karen. Now, before I get into reading Karen's note, I pulled this because it's first of all a really cool story that I just want y'all to hear. But also, Karen, if you're listening, It's crazy that you think your mom is a crow, but I'll just go ahead and tell you that for our mom, when she died in 2014, my sister and I started a 501c3 called Joy Crow. It's a nonprofit. We didn't really know what we were going to do with it. And so far, we don't really do much with it on its own other than it's a way to support and come alongside other groups. Like Espoir, for example, is not a 501c3. So we can't take direct donations from people. But sometimes like Espoir, like the wheelchair that we recently donated, Sweet Lily in Alabama, who came from the orphanage in Haiti that my kids were at, well, we were able to fundraise through Espoir for the wheelchair, but since, you know, Lily's just a person, she's not a 501c3. So it's hard for Espoir because we only donate to 501c3s to just cut a check for something, if that makes sense. So we are thankful that we have Joy Crow as like, like a liaison or a conduit. I can't think of the exact proper word here, but it's a way for us to take the money for the wheelchair that we fundraise for, put it into a 501c3, and then Joy Crow is able to pay for. Wheelchair, if all of that makes sense. So, in a nutshell, that's what Joy Crow does. But Karen, my sister, loved crows. Like, she learned all about crows in the process of naming it Joy Crow. And my mom was all about joy and crows. Just like people associate crows with being negative, but they're actually like really positive and they're very intelligent and they symbolize like transformation and change. And I don't remember all of the details. I feel like I might need to get my sister on to do a whole thing on crows and why she was super passionate about calling the nonprofit Joy Crow. And also too, when crows call at you with no other crows around, it really might be trying to send you a message or build a relationship with you. So- I wanted to preface Karen's little email with that fun fact about our family and crows. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash amy.
1: Uh, summer, the best time of the year, usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices.
0: Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in Hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. start Ritual, or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. But here is what Karen sent in to me. Hey, Amy, I'm a longtime listener of The Bobby Bone Show and your podcast. I've never emailed before, but I couldn't help myself after today's episode about your dad being a Blue Jay. I just wanted to say that while it seems crazy, I'm totally with you. I really think my mom is a crow, and whether or not that is even remotely true, it brings me small moments of happiness. My mom died suddenly in November of 2017. I immediately flew to Ohio to help my dad out with her house, etc. The whole weekend I was there, there was this pack of crows circling the house. It became the running joke that my mom came back as a crow. It was the one thing that made us laugh that weekend. What kind of bad luck do you have to have to come back as a crow? Well, after that weekend, I never really thought about it much again. Fast forward to May 3rd, 2019. It was the day before my wedding. I was really having a tough time. My mom was my best friend. So the idea of getting married without her was really rough. I was home by myself and I was making trips in and out of the house to load up a van with wedding stuff. On my second trip out, I noticed a crow was sitting on the edge of the open van door. By my third or fourth trip out, the crow was screaming at me. It wouldn't go away and it didn't seem phased at all that it was so close to me. So once I made sure no one was looking to see how crazy I looked, I just started talking to it. It stopped screaming at me and it stayed on that van door until I had moved all of my wedding stuff out. And then... It just flew away. I have no idea. It sounds insane. And I've only ever told that to my husband because I don't want anyone to think I'm crazy. But in that moment though, when I needed her the most, it helped me feel like she was there with me. And now every time I see a crow, I smile just a little. So long story short, you're not alone with the bird thing. Keep doing what you're doing. I love all your content. And I think I've bought all of your suggestions off your Amazon page. And I'm a big fan of all things Espoir. Also, I want to thank you for your candid conversations about your mom. They actually really helped me when I lost mine. Have a great day, my friend, Karen. So Karen, this story, I almost even teared up reading it. I was trying to hold it together, but I had goosebumps because, yeah, it really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, and it doesn't really matter if our parents are these birds or not. It really doesn't. At the end of the day, it brings us comfort. (laughs) Well, okay, here. I thought I wasn't going to cry. It brings us comfort, and it brings us, like, small moments of joy and happiness, and if it makes us think of our parents, then, I mean... I don't think you're crazy at all and you're not insane. And I just now got to the part where I was like, oh yeah, shoot, I wanted to check with you before I read this email because you had only ever told it to your husband, but I'm not even saying your full name. So hopefully you're okay (laughs) with the fact that I just read this email, but I think it will be helpful to people. And I also just wanted you to know that crows are amazing. And my sister has, again, a laundry list of reasons why. So I really don't think you have to have bad luck to come back as a crow, I know you put that in there. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want her to know that crows are awesome. And I will get that list from my sister so you can be comforted by that, Karen. But this really is a cool story. And thank you so much for sharing it with me and then hopefully being okay that I'm sharing it with everybody else and also thank you for being such a big fan and supporter of all things Espoir that means a lot like we're able to do a lot of really cool things in Haiti because you guys help support what we have going on anything Espoir cool mom four things even our Pimp and Joy stuff we're gonna have our yearly thing where we partner and build a home for a veteran and so that'll be coming up right around the corner really because we do it around 4th of July each year but we get to do all this stuff because of you guys. And we just wrapped up Mother's Day shopping and we had so many of you buying gifts for your mom that are helping new moms in Haiti through Project Metashare. So y'all are awesome. And another thing that's gonna help uh, the new moms in Haiti through Project Metashare is our born year pullovers. And I know so many of you have been waiting for these to come out. Trust me, we are pumped that they are finally releasing as well. They are so cool. I love the artwork. It's so edgy and cute. Like I want to live in mine. Mine says 81. Of course, we are, don't have all of the years coming out but you can follow along for the details at shop espoir i run that account or at the shop ford mary runs that account and the born year pullovers will be releasing this friday so make sure you check in and see if we have your year coming out if we don't we likely will be adding your year soon we are a small business we can't roll out every year at the same time it's just not possible at all but that is something exciting that we have in the works that we'll be releasing this Friday. All right, fourth and final email is from Linda. Hey, Amy, I hope you're getting back into your routine. Please remember to take care of yourself, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. I will continue to pray. I was hoping you could help me. I have a friend undergoing chemotherapy for breast cancer. Thank God her prognosis is good. Would you have any suggestions on skincare or other pampering products I could give her? I'm also having problems knowing how to help her. Any suggestions would be appreciated. Thanks for reading this. Take care, Linda. Now, Linda, I just know from my personal experience, but also I just wanted to get a concise list for you that I could go over or anybody else listening that may have a friend or a loved one that has cancer or any other diagnosis or disease or disorder or something where they might need some extra love and care uh, during the season of their life. And I found um, a helpful article called Helpful Tips When Supporting a Friend and it's from cancer.net. And I'm just gonna go through each thing. I'm just going to read it off to you so that you can hear it, although you could Google it and search it up yourself so that way you could have a copy. But just know that everybody going through cancer is very different. So these are general suggestions for showing support. Um, one thing that I love that they had on there was making plans. Like, don't be afraid to make plans for the future because this gives your friends something to look forward to, especially because cancer can be long and tiring. Cancer treatments, that is. There, it's, It can be, depending on what they have going on, It can go on and on, but making plans for the future gives someone something to look forward to. Also be flexible if you do make plans in case your friend needs to cancel or reschedule. Like just be super upfront about how it's no big deal. Make them feel comfortable with that. Find things to do where you can laugh together. Also allow space for sadness. Very important. Do not ignore uncomfortable topics or feelings. You know, I I don't know. It might make you uncomfortable as well, but if you can just be there for them, hopefully you can allow for that sadness to take place. Also, check in. Like, do check in phone calls. Just let your friend know when you're going to be calling. Let them know it's okay if they can't answer the phone. No worries. That way, you know, they don't feel like they have to pick up depending on how they're feeling. And then you can offer to help. Like, ask your friend just straight up what you can do for them if there's any specific tasks and like lay it out. If they've got kids, say, can I pick up your kids from school? Can I take care of your dog? Can I prep a meal? And you know, maybe they're going to be like, oh no, you don't have to do that. Be like, actually, no, I I know that you've got kids. I know that you need to eat. I know that you've got a pet. If they deny your offer, move from can I to, okay, hey, on Tuesday, I'd love to pick up your kids from school. And hey, on Thursday, I'd love to take your dog on a walk. And then, hey, next week, I am bringing you dinner on Wednesday night then you switch it to that because some people don't feel comfortable even answering the question if you do ask. Also, you can talk about other topics than cancer with them, like do things that don't remind them of what they're going through, like if they have any interests, hobbies, anything but cancer because they definitely need a break from talking about the disease for sure. You know, one thing that was super helpful for me and my sister, I didn't have kids at the time, but my sister had four kids when we were really in the thick of it with my mom. And she had so many friends that would just show up and kind of start doing chores around her house or start doing laundry. So that's another thing. Like, I don't know how close you are with this person, but could you show up and just help them with things? Or if they have a yard... Does their yard need to be mowed or did the weeds need to be pulled? Can you maybe plant some flowers for them to brighten their day? I feel like that might be something good. Shopping for groceries, picking up prescriptions. And, you know, I mentioned uh, asking if you could take them a meal. What if you're the one that organizes a meal train for them? Like you can go online, start one of those meal trains, email it out to, you know, five- 10 other people that maybe are in their life that might want to help out and then boom, they can sign up for a day and you helped coordinate that. Or maybe there's other support teams that need to be coordinated. Like depending on what all is going on in your friend's life, I don't know, but just think about them, what kind of family they have, what kind of needs do they have and how can you build a team to help support all of those different needs. Because also you can't put it all on yourself, but there might be other people in your friend's life that want a way to pitch in as well. And you can kind of be the ringleader for that. As for gift ideas, I don't know about specific products for pampering per se, because I don't know, people's skin might be different during treatment. I don't know what reactions they may have. They might be super sensitive. I know for my mom, she didn't want a lot of smells around her at all. She didn't want to really be touched because sometimes it was painful, but she did love a good mani-pedi appointment. So we would often go get pedicures for sure. She loved that. My mom also loved doing crossword and Sudoku puzzles while she was in the waiting room at the hospitals. Maybe you get your friends some note cards or even a journal make her a video message from you and some other friends and families. Pajamas or robes, those are clutch. And also warm fuzzy socks or really cozy blankets are great because oftentimes hospitals are cold. So if they're spending a lot of time there for treatment, that is stuff that I think any cancer patient would definitely appreciate for sure. So you're sweet to reach out. And I know, Linda, that you are showing up as an awesome friend and I hate that you know she's going through that but yes thank goodness it was a good prognosis and she will be on the mend in no time All right, thank you to everyone that listened today. Thank you to everyone that sent in emails. And yeah, y'all keep them coming. I would love to hear from you. Four things with Amy Brown at gmail.com. And then again on Instagram, I am at Radio Amy, but I also run the Shop Espoir account. So don't forget to follow over there as well, at Shop Espoir, especially if you want all the details on the new born year pullovers that are releasing on Friday. And I will say that born year doesn't have to be just for the year you were born. You can actually rep that year for any special thing in your life. Maybe it's your husband's born year. Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's one of your kids. Maybe it is the year you graduated. Maybe it's the year... Uh, that something else special happened to you. It really doesn't have to be the year you were born, but just wanted to throw that out there as another option of why you would maybe want to wear a year on your chest in a super cute way. I really love the way these pullovers turned out. I mean, they are just so cute and I can't wait for all of you uh, that want them to get them. All right, I will see y'all on Thursday. I've got Caitlin Crosby, the founder of Giving Keys on as my guest. So we will see y'all on Thursday. Bye. (laughs)